There has been a lot of debating both in the media and on social platforms of how the Louisville Cardinals and the Kentucky Wildcats match up with each other. We'll compare the team's position by position right here on the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I want to take this time to say thank you for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team Every day. So we are going to dive into the position by position comparisons between the Louisville Cardinals and the Kentucky Wildcats. We'll start out with the quarterbacks looking to see how Malik Cunningham and Will Levis compare to each other. And then we will break up in the final two segments in the offense and then in the defense to wrap the show up. Before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, for those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as both a football beat writer and recruiting analyst. Um, I also do some announcing work for the university in various sports. Uh, you can follow my Twitter page in the handle in the graphic below. You can also follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore global. So let's get right on into before we you know, kind of get into the quarterback debate. I gotta be honest, I, I I've seen some posts and I'm not necessarily one to get into the the smack talk and the in the trash talk. It's just not my speed. I mean I, I don't, you know, necessarily uh frown upon it. I mean I think it's it's all in good fun. But it, it's just not my speed. But I do um I, I do see some questionable posts and I, I you know I don't like to single out one post, but I feel like I've seen this a handful of times to where it says that um, you know Kentucky is better than Louisville at every position than the quarterback position, and even then it is a it's a wash. And um, I, I wanted to put that theory to the test. I wanted to go position by position, see how these uh, two teams compare to each other when you look at the respective uh, position groups. And um, what better way to start that out than the quarterbacks? Um, both quarterbacks kind of a different. Um, your different styles of play with Malik Cunningham, a true dual threat in every sense. Um, for the Wildcats, Will Levis has shown the ability um, that when he needs to, he can get out and run, but not necessarily a dual threat by any stretch of the imagination. Um, this year, we'll um, touch a little bit on the stats. Levis um, completing 65.8% of his passes, 202 completions for 2,444 yards, 23 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. Um, Malik Cunningham through the air, when you look at it, he is 250, uh, 2,589 yards um, in, in the passing attack, 18 touchdowns to five interceptions, a 62.2% completion percentage. So if you look at things specifically just in the passing scheme of things, there's an argument to be had. Although, you know, Will Levis may have the um, advantage when it comes to uh, just overall accuracy and completion percentage and more touchdowns, he does throw more interceptions. When you watch both of them, I think that um, they're far from being um, where where they can be in terms of their potential, but they do they do show a lot 
of potential in, in that um, in the grand scheme of things. One thing, you know, when you look at Malik Cunningham, I think it's more of trusting his reads, uh, going through his reads just a little bit quicker, and um, not being hesitant when it comes to uh, making the decision to throw the ball um, to a certain receiver. On the other hand, for Will Levis, I think it's more so getting familiar and getting accustomed to new offensive coordinator Liam Cohen's um, new style of offense. Like I'm, you know, like people have mentioned, you know, Cohen came in for his, this is his first year, but also, you know, it's a transfer quarterback in um, Will Levis, and Levis has been a guy that I feel like when you when he gets sped up, like Malik Cunningham is prone to making some mistakes, um, makes some poor decisions in terms of throwing the ball, has some issues with um, you know decision making as it, as it shows with the twelve interceptions. So when you look at this from a from a strictly a passing perspective, you could honestly make a case for either one. I mean, yeah, you have Malik Cunningham who doesn't necessarily throw as many interceptions. Um, the ceiling maybe is a little bit more limited. Um, he does uh, has thrown for more passing yards. But when you look at Will Levis, you're getting a, a marginally uh, more accurate passer and um, a guy who um, you know finds the end zone a little bit more. But you know, passing attack aside, that's where the comparison stops because when you factor in the rushing component, th- rushing component of things, it's not even close. I mean, and it should be. I mean, Malik Cunningham is leading the country. Or he was um after the uh, game against Duke right after. I'm not sure if he is anymore, but he is uh, leading the nation in terms of rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks. He was leading the country with 18 total after last Thursday. Like I mentioned, I'm not really sure what happened uh, throughout the national landscape, but overall, Cunningham on the ground has been spectacular. He's about to, um, if he gets uh, 67 yards against Kentucky, he will have rushed for over a thousand yards this season. Uh, like I mentioned, 18 touchdowns, averaging 6.2 yards per carry. Will Levis, on the other hand, just 274 yards, um, five touchdowns, three and a half yards per rush. So it really couldn't be any different. And as you know, as comparable they meet, maybe as passers, I, I find it hard to see where the uh, quote unquote washes. And for those who are not aware of who that means, it's basically like. Um, you know, it's like a draw. It's um, both sides are equal, and I just don't think that that that's the case. I feel like um, you know some fans kind of see Malik Cunningham for the 2000, 2019 form, and I know that he's not the most aesthetically pleasing passer. I mean, he throws. Um, you know, there's some times where he'll overthrow guys by a good margin. He'll miss some wide open throws. He'll underthrow some players. He will you know miss some reads here and there, and I mean it happens. I mean everybody makes mistakes. Will Levis does the same exact stuff. So when you compare them as passers, I mean, you can make the case that if we're just factoring in the, you know, the air attack, you know, Levis might be, um, you know, a tad bit better in that realm. And even then, I think it's hard to be able to pitch that all because, yes, maybe you have more touchdowns um, and a better completion percentage, but you also are, uh, you know, more than double um, interceptions thrown in terms of 12 to 5 um you know, in terms of interceptions thrown. And then Lee Cunningham has more passing yards. So there's a couple. Uh, it really just kind of depends on what you value the most. But when you incorporate that with a rushing attack, uh, it's not even a comparison because what Malik Cunningham does is, yeah, you can say he's not the greatest signal caller, 
but what he can do and what he brings to the table um, as a rusher and um, how he can you know really epitomize the you know the true definition of a dual threat quarterback that's where you start to see that effectiveness I think if you take Malik Cunningham off of this Louisville offense they struggle to make a bowl game if you take Will Levis off of this Kentucky offense I think that the loss is not as great as as it would be if you lost Malik Cunningham for the cards I'm not saying that Will Levis is you know, easily replaceable. Don't get that misconstrued. He's he's very valuable for that team. He's been you know a breath of fresh air for a program that has been you know looking for a serviceable quarterback for a, a set amount of years. So at the end of the day, you know you can compare what you, you want in terms of throwing the ball, but once you get into the rushing aspect of things, I mean it's just it's it's not even you know able to be compared. And that's not even me being biased. I mean yeah, this is the locked on the Louisville podcast, but as you'll see in the next two. Um, in the next two segments, I mean, I give credit where credit's due. I mean, Levis has has been very serviceable. He's been you know very above average and you know brilliant in some you know in some spots of the season. But when you compare the two and what they've done body of work wise and the eye test, you know, it's very clear that you know you can't overlook what Cunningham can do on the ground. And when you factor in the overall aspect of you know playing the quarterback position, that that goes into it. So for me, Louisville gets the nod at quarterback, and it's not necessarily close when you factor in the rushing comparison of it. But Will Levis is no slouch um, to say the least. So I want to transition over into the overall offense offensive side of things compare the running back committee the wide receiver position and uh or the wide receivers uh the tight ends and then the offensive line before we get into that i want to talk about our friends down at prize picks if you are a college sports fanatic you need to hear about prize picks it is daily fantasy made easy i love it and i know you will too it offers more college football props than anyone in the world while offering all the star players of the Power Five and mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. It offers any props you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of those that deposit and use the promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to use the promo code Locked On to activate that. So basically, you'll pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's literally just you versus the projected numbers. Prize picks allows mixed sports entries, so you can take the over on Russell Wilson and combine that with the under on Russell Westbrook in the same exact entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So do yourself a favor. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right. Let's get right on into the offensive side of things. I want to start out in the trenches because I feel like if there is, is something that is um, you know, close to being a wash, it is what these two teams do in the trenches. Um, if you would have asked me before the season, I would have said it was Kentucky in a landslide. But Louisville has been very solid. Um, they just won ACC Offensive Line of the Week after their performance against Duke, albeit it is probably the worst team in the ACC that they went up against. However, still a good feat for that unit that has continually gotten better, you know, week in, week out. Had a little bit of a setback against NC State, but overall a very good, solid season and body of work for this Louisville offensive line unit. And, you know, we talk about how good Malik Cunningham's been. Uh, One of those, um, you know, 
causes is because the the Cardinal offensive line is giving him time to throw. It's allowing you know lanes to open up in the rushing attack. And overall, I mean, it's just you know helped the overall cohesiveness of the offense. On the other hand, Kentucky's got some guys on that line. Darian Kennard, the senior um, tackle that can really play anywhere, is likely going to be a first round draft pick. Um, the starting left tackle, LSU transfer Dari Rosenthal, is a very solid player there. They have a handful of other guys um, that you'll have to focus on. Luke Fortner, uh, redshirt senior. Austin Dotson, redshirt senior. And then Kenneth um, Horsey as well. There, there's a lot of um, veteran leadership on that Kentucky offensive line. It seems like it's just kind of a, a reload type of sense for that unit. So I'm going to give... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say that this is going to be... You know, just barely in favor of Kentucky, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, if you wanted to pitch that this is a wash and a draw, uh, I'd probably be okay with that as well. I'm talking by the slimmest of margins that I'm giving the nod to the um, Kentucky offensive line. But in the running back committee, I think the Cats win this one as well. Chris Rodriguez, Cavassier, Smoke, one of the best running back tandems in the country. That's no disrespect to you know Jalen Mitchell, Travion Cooley, um, now Maurice Berkeley and Jawar Jordan, Aiden Robbins. Um, you know, it, It's just kind of one of those things to where it, it's really hard to you know top that Wildcat rushing attack that has just been so potent throughout the years. Chris Rodriguez is one of the more underrated running backs in the country, in my opinion. And then you have a guy like Cavassier Smoke, who is more than capable of being the feature back, but he is um, one heck of a secondary punch. Uh, on the season, uh, Chris Rodriguez averaging six yards per carry, seven touchdowns to go along with 1,151 yards on the ground. Um, so, you know, you factor in what, you know all of the mouths they had to feed on that offense. And what Chris Rodriguez is doing becomes even more impressive when you do so. So I got to give the nod here to the Kentucky um, running back committee. When you look at the tight ends, however, this is where Louisville uh, comes out on top. Marshawn Ford is the best tight end in this game. I know that Kentucky utilizes multiple tight ends more so than the cards. You have guys like uh, Justin Rigg, Isaiah Epps, uh, both who have uh, just under 175 yards respectively. For the Cats this season, Marshawn Ford, although he hasn't played a huge role in in the passing attack, he uh, basically doubles their production, 462 yards, second on the Cardinal team in rushing, uh, I'm sorry, receiving yards, two touchdowns for him, 11.3 yards per reception. I mean, if you look at this in an unbiased lens, I think that this is pretty straightforward. I think that Marshawn Ford is one of the most talented players on the field. Now, the usage might not necessarily um, you know, show that, but when, when his number is called, um, you know, great things happen when you get Marshawn, Marshawn Ford the ball. So ultimately, I, I think that you know, it'd be different if... Kentucky utilize their tight ends more, although they you know they do go to them a lot, especially in the red zone. Justin Rigg, a very big target, along with Isaiah Epps. So this is kind of more so an indication of how high I am on Marshawn Ford rather than how low I am on Rigg and um, Epps combined. But I'm going to give the nod here to the Louisville Cardinals in the tight end committee. Um, and outside of that, you know, they have they have some other tight ends that um, they can utilize as well for Louisville, but it's mainly Marshawn Ford headlining that group when you look at the wide receiving core and this is where i'll probably get some flack because um you know th there's there's some dissonance when it comes to how people view uh, both wide receiving cores i think that for louisville it's been a matter of 
guys stepping up throughout the season. Jordan Watkins, Amari Huggins, Bruce Tyler, Harrell, um, all three kind of speed guys, twitchy guys that uh, make guys miss. They have been uh, very solid throughout the past um, last half of the season. Um, you know, Amari Huggins, Bruce is coming into his own. You have Jordan Watkins that has been playing very well, and Tyler Harrell, they're finding ways to get him the ball. So, you know, that is, that's a very, you know, deadly trio of receivers. However, when you look at what Kentucky has, and there's only two that we really need to focus on, and Wondell Robinson and Josh Ali, and I, I had um, kind of a, a, a debate with a friend the other day that, that said, you know, three's better than two. Why why is Louisville not top in Kentucky in this comparison when you have um, three good receivers compared to one great receiver and a good receiver? And here's my answer. Number one, Wondell Robinson's production, um, over a thousand yards on the season. I mentioned um, you know, on yesterday's episode about why he's the player to watch for for this Kentucky offense. I mean, he is the most talented player on the field. He's the most dynamic guy. Um, you know, one of the biggest home run threats in college football. Whenever he touches the ball, you know, good things happen. And Kentucky really gets him the ball out in space, whether that be in the slot, whether that be out wide, you know, um, on jet sweeps, you know, you name it. The Liam Cohen does a great job of of getting um, you know the ball to Wendell Robinson. And Josh Ali has been a very solid secondary receiver um, on the season. He's got 553 yards and three touchdowns. And, you know, that's that's more than, um, you know, Louisville's top receiver. And I, I'm not necessarily basing this on, you know, statistics. I just think when you have a guy like Wondell Robinson, you know, it, it's just because three is greater than two numerically speaking, when you talk about the effectiveness, I think that, um, you know, Wondell Robinson and Josh Ali are, you know, a slightly better group than the trio of the Louisville receivers and Amari Huggins, Bruce, Jordan Watkins, and Tyler Harrell. Like it, like like I said, I kind of went back and forth, and these are two very solid groups, and I don't want this to be misconstrued like, oh, I don't think that that position group's good because I didn't pick them. All these position groups that we're talking about are, are very solid, and it's been hard, and I've kind of had to go back and forth when it comes to picking these these team um, um these positional comparisons and having to pick which team gets the nod. Um, you know, yeah, Louisville. I'm sorry, Kentucky's got the nod. Um, on the offensive line, the wide receiving committee, but it's not by much. The only you know you know respectable distance is the running back committee. I think that that's uh, very respectable. Um, you know, pretty straightforward. And you know, on the other side of things, the the tight end position for the Cardinals is better than the tight end position for the Cats. So um, you kind of look at it, Kentucky by position, three two in favor of the overall offense. Um, getting the offensive line, running backs, and wide receivers. Louisville being better quarterback and tight ends. But want to now focus on to the defensive side of things where things get really interesting and the waters get a little bit more money when it comes to comparing the positions. Uh, first, I want to talk to you about our friends at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season, along with new props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the football and basketball action. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. From basketball, football, NHL, UFC, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And bet online is where the game starts. 
I also want to talk to you about our friends down at Built Bar. I'm going to be honest. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are simply missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it literally doesn't taste like one. You have to try, try these amazing bars for yourself to believe it. Most protein bars, in my opinion, are chalky, waxy, You know, even sometimes hard, plain hard to choke down. And uh, a Built Bar is different. It's soft. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into a Built Bar, you know you're tasting something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy Built Bars are low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, high in protein, so you get all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. The wide variety of flavors is something that is notable as well. My favorite right now is salted caramel, but there's so many different flavors from coconut, mint brownie, raspberry, double chocolate, cherry barcia, etc. This month, Built is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days, so check their website out often. You don't want to miss out. Once again, let's go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So we are into the final segment of the show, looking into the defensive positional comparisons. We'll start out with the defensive line. Um, This really is pretty straightforward, although Louisville has added some key pieces to the line, uh, you know, Yaya Diaby has been very solid. There's been a lot of uh, depth added at the nose tackle position. And then you look at, you know, Ashton Gelati on the other side, uh, you know, true freshman. The Cardinals, they show a lot of promise. However, one of the strengths of this Kentucky team is what they are able to do on the defensive line. Marquan uh, McCall is back um, starting after being injured, he will start at nose tackle for the Cats in this matchup. You also have guys like um, Josh Pascal, who's one of the better pass rushers in the ACC. I'm sorry, the SEC. I'm thinking at the wrong conference. Um, you have uh, Abdullah Abadi, Fitzgerald, Redshirt Sr. at the other defensive tackle position, and then J.J. Weaver as well. And they have some quality depth there. Justin Rogers, Khalil Saunders, etc. So, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that this is going to be something that, um, you know, a lot of people will dispute. Um, the Kentucky defensive line is one of the better ones in the SEC, in my opinion. And I think that at the end of the day, when it boils down to it, it it's hard to um, choose the Louisville defensive line over Kentucky's defensive line. Um, it gets a little bit trickier when you get into the linebacking core because the cards have been very solid in that regard. Um, Yasir Abdullah, C.J. Avery, if Monty Montgomery plays, I think Louisville gets the nod here. Um, but Dorian Jones, Jalen Alderman have been very solid in in his place. For the Kentucky Wildcats, it's Jacquez Jones, it's DeAndre Square. Um, there's a handful of other guys, Trevin Wallace, Jordan Wright, etc., so on and so forth. Uh, J.J. Weaver also plays sometimes at the linebacker position. But I think that this is a wash, and you know Kentucky fans will give me flack for it because Jacquez Jones, DeAndre Square are very solid, but Yasir Abdullah has been you know, probably more impressive than any linebacker in consideration. Um, he has got nine sacks on the season, um, very, very solid. And then you talk about C.J. Avery, who leads the Cardinals with 78 tackles. And then Dorian Jones, who's you know quickly making a, a big impact along with Jalen Alderman, Marvin Dallas, Jack Fago, um, at the outside linebacker positions, the card position, so to speak. So I think that this is a wash. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with the Louisville linebacking committee. I think that um, there is some solid, um, you know, just overall depth. 
But I think that, you know, Jacques Jones, um, DeAndre Square are no slouches. They're one of the better linebacking cores in the SEC. And that's what makes this, you know, Kentucky defense um, solid in the rushing attack and only allowing 115.5 rushing yards to their opponents per contest is the fact that their front seven is very solid. So uh, that's something to keep a lookout for is to see how the linebacking cores do in this matchup on Saturday evening. We now turn to the secondary to where I think the cards come out on top here. If they have Kittrell Clark, who is one of the top cornerbacks in the ACC, if they didn't lose him to injury, I think it's a little bit of a different story. But as I mentioned um, in the past couple episodes, the Kentucky passing defense has been struggling, uh, so to speak. When you look at who's starting, Cedric Dort Jr., um, the veteran Yusuf Corker, and then the, the safety, the safeties, um, Tyrell Ijon, I believe it is pronounced. Um, and there's, there's also Corrington Valentine at the other uh, cornerback position for the Cardinals. It's Greedy Vance. It's Chandler Jones. It's um, it is a uh, Quinterio Cole. It's Kendrick Duncan Jr. It is uh, Josh Minkins Jr. So I think this could really go either way because a- as much as the Kentucky passing defense has been struggling, the Louisville passing defense has been struggling as well. So I think um, you know, despite both teams struggling, I think I'm going to give card the cards the edge here very very um, slightly. Just because I think when it comes to safety play, I, I go with Cole and Kendra Duncan Jr. over the opposition. And um, I, I really think that it comes down to uh, you know something as simple as that because I think that they're struggling at, at the cornerback position, so to speak. So defensively, um, one-to-one, I guess you could say, or 1.5 to 1.5. Kentucky gets the defensive line. Louisville gets the secondary. And the linebacking core is a wash with the potential slight nod to Louisville. So overall, comparing the positions, Kentucky slightly better on offense when you look at the overall uh, positional comparisons, although – Louisville having the better quarterback could lead to the Cards having the better offense overall. Um, defensively, I think it's pretty even when you you know, balance things out. Um, but that is going to um, basically do us uh, in for this show, uh, this episode of the show. Um, before we get out of here, I want to give a couple quick shout-outs first to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. You can find that at cardinalsportszone.com. And also to the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with handicapping expert Lee Sterling with the analysis. You can get that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. Just a reminder, there is no episode tomorrow. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. I want to tell you how thankful we are for you all for sharing, listening, subscribing, rating the podcast, um, giving suggestions, making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked on Local podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week. Your team every day so that's going to wrap up this wednesday edition of the show everyone have a great holiday tomorrow we'll see you right back here on friday